perspective on hot topics surrounding our community with emphasis on personal and leadership development. This show is inspiring, informative, and entertaining. You never want to miss it. Now let's see what everyone is yakking about. The Yolanda and Cornelius Show. You may contact us through our website, www.trifoldoutreach.com, or by phone, 800-664-1793. Hello, and welcome to the Yak, the Yolanda and Cornelius show. We are so excited to be back with you, and we're practicing our social distancing with COVID-19. How are you doing today, co-host? I'm wonderful. I'm grateful just to be back doing what we do. Uh, this is something that I think is continuing to be a blessing, not to just us, but to those individuals who have the opportunity now to download our podcast and radio show. So I'm just grateful for the fact that I'm essential. I'm essential. We are essential. Amen. Amen. Well, you know what? We are so excited to have none other the gospel diva herself, Miss Connie Donnell. Let's give it up for her. Amen. Yolanda and Tony is the Yes. Today, on your podcast, and I hope everybody's listening to your podcast. It's so informative. Yes, ma'am. Well, look, you know, we love you, Miss Connie Danelle. We consider her a friend. She has been such a blessing to me and my family. Um, I'm going to call her my mother in radio. Amen. Well, look, I'm beginning this thing, but she's been doing it quite a while and can tell me a whole lot. And that's why we have her on today. We actually plan on having her back on later to give her testimony because we know you have a testimony to share in regard to the miracles. And I know you done had many miracles to happen in your life. Amen. So we definitely want to have... Yes, to come back on, but we know that you have just been around just in the radio industry for many years, and we know that recently uh, we've had uh, what I would call the father in radio history here uh, in Nashville, a trailblazer to so many Clarence Kilcrease that has transitioned. And so today's show, we dedicated in his memory to his friends and family. And that's why we got you on here today to just tell us about Clarence and, and, and your work experience, work history with Clarence. And, and it's, I know it's so much to tell us, but, and, and he's done so much. He's, I know he had over 45 years of, yeah. of air experience, but we're going to let you just come to us and talk to us about Clarence Kilcrease. I tell you, he was the, I dubbed him the godfather of gospel radio in Nashville. I came to Nashville in 1983. I got married. And before I got here, um, my mother was the first black female radio DJ in the Southeast. She's in the Bessie Smith Hall of Fame in Chattanooga. And in the state hall of fame her name was evelyn Cato, and she wow. uh, is the one and my mother had a friend that worked at the radio station with her chattanooga 
He called Mr. Kilcrease and said, I've got a young lady here that's coming to Nashville. She's getting married. She needs a job in radio. She's been in radio since high school. And he said, okay, send her to me. Well, when I got here, got married and moved to Nashville, I went to see Mr. Clarence Edward Kilcrease, otherwise known as Gilly Baby. That was his moniker when he was doing R&B. Right. They called him Gilly Baby. And I went to see him. He said, can you read? I said, yes, sir. I'll read this. And I started reading something. And he had me do the news the first couple of days. And then he said, well, I can use you. And he was at WVOL at the time. WVOL and 92Q were both owned by Mr. Sam Howard. And they were sister stations. So he hired me at WVOL. And I sat in with him. He was now doing gospel at that time when I came. He had transitioned from R&B to gospel. And I didn't know anything about gospel. He said, can you play gospel? I'm like, I can sing it. And I've been just <laughs> all my life, but I don't know anything about playing it. He said, I'm going to teach you everything you know. And he did just that. I started doing gospel at DOL, then I was hired at 92Q as a co-host with Cy Young. But I got into business because of Mr. Kilcrease. So did Oprah Winfrey. Yes. He was the first person in Nashville to hire Oprah. He asked her, she was running for Miss Fire Prevention. And a lady that was a Capitol Hill reporter, her name was Drew Smith. And Drew was formerly a Chattanooga. I was very familiar with her as a child. She put Miss Winfrey in a this fire prevention pageant. Called Kill Creek. She needed the, I think it was $50 uh, and to put her to enter her in the contest. She asked him, would he support it? Would he be the sponsor? He gave her the money. And I think she won the misfire prevention contest. So he had her come to the radio station, read something, ask her could she read, and she did. And that was really her first job. He put her on at WBOL, and she later went from there to News Channel 5. And that's how she got started. Brother Kilcrease was responsible for each person that you've heard in black radio in national just about. He hired each and every one of us. And it was such a blessing. I learned so much from him. And people always tell me, you have a giving heart. Well, I learned how to give and give freely and give openly because he would say, kindly, unless we got somebody that we got to feed. Well, we would take them either to dinner or buy food for their home. Uh, he uh, started what we call the Love Prayer Band with a group of women in Nashville church women, and they came together. Each year, Brother Kilcrease put on a pastor's night out in November. That was to raise money to buy toys for the children in December. So we would all come together. We would have pastor's night out, raise the money, and Wyman Hayes and Berta Cartwright, they would go shopping on Saturday night at well, Saturday morning, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., and buy all of these toys we would go to what was called Home Funeral Home, Old Boy uh, Smith, um, and we would go over there and put all the toys in the funeral home. And we would give them away at Christmas Eve to children that were less fortunate. And he did this for years. 
the love prayer band housed people. We buried people. People would call and say, my so-and-so died. I don't have any money. We would get on the air at that time. You could do that and say, well, you need to bring the money by the radio station. By that afternoon, we would have enough to take to the funeral home and bury whoever it was. It got to be such an effort until we had to stop it because we were burying four and five people a day. They didn't have to do anything but call the radio station. That's the kind of heart this man had. And he, he got people out of jail. He bought people cars. He bought people furniture. He just housed people. And that's where we got our giving spirit from Clarence Edward Kilcrease, better known as Gilly Bay. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, co-host. I know you got some questions. <laughs> of course. I'm just in awe that, uh, you know, this moment is taking place and the how it's taking place and when it is taking place. Gospel Diva, when you look back over your life, I know there are some defining moments. That was one, of course, getting to Nashville in 1983, meeting Gilly mm-hmm. Baby. But take us down your memory, memory lane and then give us, mm-hmm. I guess, a Damascus Road experience. What got you? To, you know, over the humps and hurdles in your early professional career? In my early professional career, I listened. That's the main thing. I listened to everything from my mother on down. She had to tell me, she said, people will come up to you, baby. They will say, hi, how you doing? And how you been? And you never are you supposed to act like you don't know them. So you may not know their names may not know anything. They'll say, oh, Aunt Joe said hi. You say, well, tell her I said hello. My mother said, never act like you don't know anybody. Clarence can be really be kind. You never know who you are entertaining. We entertain angels unaware. He said, be kind. And Ellen DeGeneres now tells everybody to be kind. Clarence Kilcree said that first, years ago. Be kind to everybody you meet because, number one, they're your listeners. Number two, they feel like they know you through the radio. So you need to be kind to everybody. Don't have the attitude. He said, take the attitude and flush it. Because you don't, you don't need to walk around with an attitude. You walk around with humbleness. And that will take you further in this business than anything. Yeah, that's good. Now, having, that, having said that, your mother being reared and raised mm-hmm. in the Jim Crow South, the Jim Crow era. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you coming up on the tail end of the Jim Crow South, Jim Crow era. Uh, as a child, I guess your mother drug you to the radio station, and and I was raised in the <laughs> yeah, radio. That's right. Station. You, you you was just raised around boards and microphones, so you yeah. felt like that yeah. was just that's a natural knack for you. Yeah. Uh, yes, we, and I raised my son in in ninety two Q. I raised him. I brought him in a carry on set him up on the console. <laughs> and so I raised my child in the radio station. Nothing like wrong with that. That's it. I was, mm-hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, it's it's ironic. I was raised in the radio station on Sunday morning with my mother doing a Sunday, the, uh, the Sunday morning show in our town. But I never thought I would find myself in radio. Self. You know, <laughs> but I, and it's like, but you know that, what? That's, our destiny. that's it. That's it. And this is, yeah. this is, a, this <laughs> is a ministry. This is definitely a ministry. Yeah. 
So I'm grateful yeah. for that. Now, leaving, yeah. graduating from what school in Chattanooga? Because we got to get that high school in there. Riverside High School. All right, Riverside. Yeah. Riverside. Oh, Lord, oh, mm-hmm. Lord, oh, Lord. <laughs> Riverside High. And after Riverside. I'm a Trojan. Yeah. You're a Trojan? Yeah. A Trojan? Yeah. Is, oh, is, it, is Riverside still, is it still open? No, it's oh. not. They closed it years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then after well, leaving, we were on the east side of Chattanooga. Ah, okay, okay. After leaving Chattanooga, your destiny took you where? It took me to Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, uh, I went to Atlanta, Morris Brown College, and um, that WAOK Radio in Atlanta. I got a job on the weekends at WAOK, and I worked there for several summers. I went to Atlanta at the age of 16. I graduated high school at 16. And they turned me loose in Atlanta, Georgia at 16 years old. Uh, craziness? Yes. <laughs> yes. Co-host, did you hear that? But go- Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Hold up. 15, 16. Yeah. yeah. They, they uh, better go there. But my mother and grandmother and father were praying people. And they had me covered all the way. They had to because I was one bad kid. <laughs> Listen at you. You talking about they had you covered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that, they had a covering over me. And, yeah. and it's interesting. We know you you are still covered because the prayers of the righteous availeth much. One thing we yeah. know about prayer, prayer has no expiration date. Thus, no, it doesn't. the prayers of your grandmother is still in the atmosphere ministering and warring for you as we speak. So yes. tell me a little bit about her and her her influence in your life since you brought it up. She was just a beautiful. My grandmother had the prettiest smile in the world. And she, she would just look at you. And I couldn't talk during as the world turn. I could come in the house. But I couldn't say nothing while she was watching as the world turn good. <laughs> I did not learn to cook because my grandmother cooked dinner. My mother worked in the school system. And after she left radio, my father worked. Uh, and my sister and myself and my grandmother, all five of us in the home. My grandmother cooked. She would not let me come to the kitchen and learn how to cook. She would cook for everybody. We'd sit down as a family, talk, and eat dinner every afternoon. And my sister and I got up and did the dishes. My sister's six years older than me, so she's old. And we would get up and do the dishes. And my family had family time every day. Because my father got home about 3.30, and we all sat down. We all prayed. We all ate. And then we got up from the table and everybody went their separate ways in the house. Wonderful. And he was just my everything. I thought it was a long time before I did not know that she was not my mother. My mother was a working woman. And I thought my grandmother was my mother. And I just hung up under her. My mother could go out the house and say bye. I'd say bye. My grandmother could leave and I'd squall and fall out the floor and just roll over and just have a fit. Hey, most of us who were reared and raised in the South, especially, uh, we have that yeah. mud dear. We have that grandmother, that my yeah. Mary, that all grand, mother. Yeah, that grandmammy. Mm-hmm. Our families were run uh, mm-hmm. from the stance of a matriarch. And we come from yeah. very strong matriarchal 
uh, family ties. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say we, we're going to go down this street real fast. And I'll pr- I hope you've watched. Let me ask this question. Have you watched any of the Clark sisters? Yes, I have. Ah, so when 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 you see Maddie Mouse Clark being Maddie Mouse Clark in the in the my in, grandmother, that's, that that right? My people, grandmother was so right, right. Pe- people are yeah. tripping. I couldn't, I couldn't have done. It. I said that's how we were raised oh, yeah. in the back Black Baptist in the in the in the in the church back then. <laughs> that's how we were raised. My grandmother would throw a shoe at you. Yeah, and you better go. Yeah, and, and, and you yeah. better get up and sing, and you better get in your key, and you better, st- with tears running down your face, you better straighten up and have your shoulders erect, you better have posture, and you better sing from your stomach, from the pit. Yeah, people are, like, going out, Maddie Moss Clark, I couldn't have had that. I said, that's how all of, Maddie Moss Clark, that that's was the normal person. That was normal in the in the church. That was normal. My grandmother was a for 65 years. Oh, that one door. Oh Lord! Yeah. Oh Sponsors for the Yak, the Yolani Cornelia Show. Go ahead, co-host. It's in your hands. Hey, man. Connie, we, we know that you have seen a lot. You've experienced a lot in, in regards to uh, radio, uh, radio ministry. What advice would you have for individuals trying to get into the doors now with radio or with podcast and what things do you think that they need to know those who are trying to start out in this profession it is so much easier than it used to be we used to have to go to school and get a degree in order to be on the radio now you can just walk right in the door and it's so much easier because of technology and you need to to be able to love people first of all and if you're going to go into the doctoral portion it's so much different than the R and B. You can do when you're the gospel portion. You need to stay saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. 
and God will do the rest. He will direct your path and show you which way to go. If you go to the RC side, it's a totally different ball game. Today it's club, 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 and the more money that you can bring into the radio station, the more they're going to love you. Your ratings, you know, it used to be a ratings game. Now it's just who can come on, who can bring the most money, and what's going on. We've lost touch with people and, and what God has intended for us to do. And I wouldn't trade that other side. I used to sell sex at night, you know, mm-hmm. from 6 to midnight on the radio, talking right low, playing all those sexy songs. That was not me. And mm-hmm. when I got on the gospel side, it was a totally different ball game. And I wanted people to understand this thing is about God. It's not about us. That's why we are placed on this planet Earth. It's about our Father who aren't in heaven. And it, it's like, I get upset when people don't understand. They don't understand what's going on with COVID-19 today. This wow. is the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation that we're in. And if you can't get it, it upsets me. Mm-hmm. And we have leadership that is, that I think they're Satan's henchmen. You know, this thing is real, and we're mm-hmm. not paying any attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, yeah. speaking of COVID-19, and I just, I have to say this. We are used to the gospel diva. I hadn't seen her uh, in a while, but we are so used to her and her purple hair and her glitter. So is that still going on? You know We got the glitter. Yeah, yeah, we do. Amen, amen. Yeah, I bet with my hairdressers, nobody, but she and I, I secretly do my hair. I need my glitter. Okay. Yeah, so tell us, what is it with the glitter? is it something that you just felt like, hey, God yeah. is doing something? Tell, tell us about the glitter. The glitter, I worked in country music also when I first got to Nashville. I worked at the National Network. And Faith Hill, you all know her. She's a country music singer. Mm-hmm. Nobody okay. knew who she was. And I used to have to go pick her up and bring her out to do the TV show. I had an offer and there were live TV shows done at the National Network. Ralph Emery, Primetime, Country. At Music City tonight, and I I was hired as their secretary. And the young lady Deborah Bronner was in. She was in in the production aspect of it. She was the talent coordinator. She said, "You are too good to be on the front desk. I'm going to put you in my talent department." And she mm-hmm. did. And I would go around. I see all the country music stars talk to them, uh, giving their payroll. And what they faced was playing at the picnic table. She had a spray can. Gwen Aikenbauer was the hairdresser. And Gwen had either given Faith a can of hairspray or Faith took it and was spraying glitter in everybody's hair. She sprayed my hair and I was like, oh, hi, I got to keep it. <laughs> and I kept it. And I went to my hairdresser, same young lady today. I said, can you give me a hairstyle? And she said, I can stretch it and we'll get some glitter, put it in some gel, and I'll roll it in your hair. And when she did that, everybody wanted to ask me about my glitter. I told them how I got started with it. They sprayed my head. And the next thing I knew, people were asking me, and guess what I would tell them? This is my angel dust. When you ask me about my hair, I get to tell you about the goodness of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I never knew that story. Look, have you read your book yet? Have you read your book yet? <laughs> you know you got to start out a book. You got so many stories to, to tell us. That is a true story. 
I didn't know where the hair came from. I was like, you know. And here's what I know. This is what I knew I wasn't going to talk about. Now that the doors are, we can talk about that hair. But you do not mess with a black woman and her hair. I know that. That's not. Listen, that that is where the the lion, line is drawn in the sand. I wasn't going to ask about that hair. But I'm grateful that I know the story behind it. Now it was just a That's just story. just a story behind it. Um, yeah, I know you're. Hey, I look like this. Yeah, see, I oh, never, well. never, 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 never would have thought, uh, you know, that happened. Yeah. Now, let's let's fast forward a little bit. Retirement when you need when you knew yeah. it was time to, uh, you know, well, relax. Um, when, 2017, I had a kidney transplant, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I knew I was going to be out a year so. And instead of me swinging the and holding on and trying to hold my position in radio. I said, I'll still retire. And uh, I went to the master post. I said, what do you want me to do? And I kept hearing retirement, retirement. So I went and told my boss at that time, I don't want I don't want to keep this job open a year or more. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know how this kidney's going to do. And I did. I, I just wanted to just have it open. And I wasn't coming back or anything like that. So I just went ahead and retired. Like two hours. 
She said, I'm going to take one more angle. And she did. When she took that last angle, she said, there it is. She said, it's the size of a tip of a pencil, but it's there. And it was underneath. And she said, there it is. I see it. And so I did radiation for six weeks. And that's been, what, seven years ago? Wow. Yeah. Mm. God is good. And like I said earlier, God has allowed you to experience so many miracles. And I know we can't tell it all on this show today. (laughs) Amen. But you know, we got to have you back at least a few more times because we got to hear more about the kidney transplant. We got to hear about that amazing gift that you got at Mount Zion. So we got to talk about all that. I'm not going to even tell it today, but we got to talk about that. Amen. Because somebody may be in need and they, they just don't know, honey. God will make a way. He is the Whatever you would need of. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I am I'm excited. Amen. I'm so excited. And we're so grateful again that you was able to, to join us. Uh, do you have any closing remarks, Pastor Hill? And then we're going to ask that the gospel diva will pray us out. You have any closing remarks, Pastor Hill? I'm going to ask the gospel diva when the next time she uh, get her hair colored, can I get mine colored with her? <laughs> I got some glitter just for you, Pastor. <laughs> I got some just especially for you. <laughs> and you will be a and appointed, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's all right. Well, Gospel Diva, would you close us out in your your, your last second, uh, a, a prayer? And then Let play me say this, that I have enjoyed both of you today, and may God just put many blessings on your podcast. And just shoot it to the moon. You've got what it takes, and, and you're going places with it. Okay? Thank you. We thank you. We thank, thank you so much. Actually, this is season uh, two. Uh, this is season two yes. for us. We have oh, done. Season two, you yeah. got many more seasons in yet. Yes, and the Lord has opened yeah. up. He's opened up a radio spot at seven sixty the gospel for, on Tuesday from Amen. one one Amen. to one thirty. So we've gone from this to that, and hey, we're going to do some things on social media next. And you got more to come. Of course, of course, yeah. we of course, <laughs> and we thank you. All right, let's pray, Father God. We come to you first, saying thank you. Thank you for being the God that you are. Thank you for being the anointed one. Thank you for just going before us, making crooked roads straight, just keeping us from danger, seen and unseen. And Lord, we will be mindful to ever, ever give you the glory and all the praise and all the honor. And Lord, we just know that you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we thank you. And even in the midst of the COVID-19, you have covered us from day you kept Satan back. You kept the enemy just far away from us and our families. And we appreciate it. And we give you the praise for that, Lord. And now we ask that this podcast take it to the moon. Take it over the moon. Take it to number one. Let people just scramble for Yolanda and Cornelius just, just, just to be on the podcast. Just to have it just broadcast all over this nation. Only you can do that. And we know that. And we give you. We give you the honor, and we give you the glory, and we give you all the praise. And thank you for our friendship. Thank you for letting us become friends. 
And thank you for being in the midst of our friendship. And Lord, we'll be forever thankful to give you the praise in each and everything that we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you. Four.